Early 1-0 lead for the Vegas Knights. My Vegas Knights, Ryan Horvat. Trista's got her parking lot bets in. Got some more, yeah. Everything is good. Everything Heat is good. Heat minus nine and a half, plus 240. Heat first half, minus four and a half, uh, plus 200. Um, Caleb Martin, two threes. Jalen right. Brown, under 24 oh, and a half. And damn. Jimmy Butler, two steals. I mean, it's UConn time. It's the Huskies. They're here to play. This, I feel very good. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, and See, maybe Ryan has some life to him. Ryan was slandering Don't let us get one. I'm a Ryan sailor was slandering and I lost my leg. What did he say? What did he say? He said Caleb Martin's going to go 0 for 4 from he 3. He said he's a bum. He's Caleb Martin's a bum. bum. I don't Even like your attitude. Even though he's crushing the oh. Boston Celtics Cooking with corner him. threes. He's had 3, 3, and 4 threes in this, so far in this three, three games. Situation in the Dallas. Yeah, what just happened? Jamie Ben just of the Dallas Stars just fell on top of Stoney, Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights, and after he toppled upon him, Ben on Stone, Ben then cross-checked Stone's neck so violently. That's not ideal. And apparently on purpose, he may be gone for the. I don't know what they're going to give. Cross-checking the neck is not a smart idea. No. Then again, LeBron did just that last night with his forearm. He may be gone for the game. This may be a thing. That That's a cheap shot. Ben is an excellent player. And That's for a him thing. to be done, yep. oh my he God, you got to be kidding me. Hockey's go. gotten so soft, Scott Lynn. You know, back in the day. That's, that's that a was, stupid thing that to was, do. That that's was not stupid. soft. That's, hey, that's asinine. Before we get to Chase real quick, I just want to ask you as a hockey guy. Why does everybody have. You get have, to see this on the replay. Why here, does everybody right? have pet names in hockey? What's with the Benny and the Ovi and the Torchy and the Pokey and the. Uh, by the way. Ryan reacting live Why? on camera. That, yeah, it's bad. That's like a Draymond type soft. thing. It yeah, it's bad. bad. It's oh, bad. So he should be gone. Uh, Nick, for time, and, you know, <laughs> what, how did Tony Soprano say? Time immemorial, mm -hmm. time immemorium. Uh, forever, they've always added a Y on the end of everything. You know OC. what? It's uncreative. We yes. need better nicknames than that. Thank you. That's all I you had to it. say. And that is my opinion on that. Chase Kitty's the host of the Lion's Edge podcast, sports betting analyst for BetMGM. So, Chase, Ryan has lost his mind and decided he's all in on the Celtics, not just tonight. And it's not a bit. Like, he does these bits. But uh, he's in on the Celtics winning this series yeah. because Marcus Smart says that they shouldn't let no, them win no, a game. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with yeah, Marcus Smart. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't He's lost his mind uh, yeah. on this, and he, he keeps getting mad the Celtics let him down, and then he keeps going back to the well. He did it with the Wizards. He does it with the Cubs. Uh, are you are you giving the Celtics at least the game tonight, let alone even considering anything with the series? Uh, no. Did, did Ryan, you, did I hear you say earlier you were putting it, – it was the trademark Ryan Horvat while I'm putting the college – tuition on this the kids yes. tuition on this oh, did i hear robert that williams that's on robert williams over six and a half rebounds though uh i'm i'm happy to hear you say that because otherwise i was gonna have to be the first of many people to inform you that uh virginia has very affordable community colleges uh for any needs that you and your family might have in the future no i sent my father a message though and i said hey dad um when you die i may not be able to bury you because i'm spending your funeral <laughs> money on the celtics tonight plus one and a half and the live series price though so my kids tuitions uh, and Robert Williams rebounds. Just my dad is, is on the Celtics tonight. I do not understand the, the Celtic. I mean, this this is not hindsight for me. I was on the show last week, and I was pumping the heat. The heat money line, it was the series price was ridiculous. The, the Boston was minus mm -hmm. 550. Like, what are we doing here? This is so stupid. So I'm, I don't have a position outright on the game because I'm already so leveraged on Miami. I just don't need it. I, I'm, I already have plus 400, plus 800, plus everything all the way to kingdom come. And then I have a plus 425 that the Celtics somehow come back and win. So I'm, I'm good regardless. I've got a couple of prop plays, but I mean, th this, this is, 
I think the one, two, three Cancun thing is kind of overdone now. This is the most one, two, three Cancun scenario I can recall. Let me uh, try to see if I can persuade you into heat alternate line, alternate spread chase. Heat minus nine and a half full game is plus 240. What do you think? Nine and a half seems a little rich. If, But I would say this, Trista, if I was going to do one thing tonight, it would be a heat alt line because I, I think – I think there's a pretty good chance that this gets mailed in, especially if, if they get to halftime in the heat. You know, let's say Miami's up six at the break. They come out, they have like a little 5-0, 6-0 mini run. They go up double digits early in the third. It's over. I mean, they, we've seen it a million times. That's not even a knock on the Celtics or the players or anything. That's human nature. The the hill, the mountain is so big at that point. I mean, what? it's just over. It's just done. It's. I, I would be shocked. I think I heard Ryan say earlier he thinks it's going to go six. That would be really surprising to me. Well, I want it to go six. Cause I, well, I'll actually – so let me ask you this. So when Boston goes back home, let's say they win tonight, and I'm happy, well, what would you make the number? It's still going to be probably seven, seven and a half, right? So I'll be able to grab some Miami, wouldn't you think? At some point, the market has to account for how mediocre Boston's home court advantage has been, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe game five – I mean, who knows? They haven't yet, so maybe they won't. I, I what, what were they like nine for game yeah. one and then oh, they lose and, and they half, come yeah. back out and yeah. Boston's like 10 and a half for game two. So maybe everybody's just a moron, but I think at some point this has to get accounted for. And, and I would expect a tighter game spread for five if it gets back there. Um, all right. So you got some player props tonight. What do you like? I do. I've got Butler, uh, no three pointer plus plus one ten. Uh, everybody, look, everybody knows Butler has a sick mid-range game, and then he comes out and he has that awesome series against Milwaukee where he drains a bunch of threes, and suddenly everybody's thinking as a, him as a three-point shooter. He's just not. He's three for 15 from behind the arc since the start of the Knicks series. So the fact that you can get that at plus 110 for him to not have a three-pointer I think is great. Derek White, over two and a half three-pointers. He's made three in all three games of this series so far. You can get over two and a half for plus 125 at MGM. And then Bam Adebayo, over three and a half assists. They're just pinging the ball all over the place, into the paint, out of the paint. And uh, his assist numbers are noticeably up uh, from previous series. His season average is playoff average. So there's a there's pretty high variance there when you look at the individual uh, assist totals that he's had in games one, two, and three. But I do like over three and a half because I think when you kind of zone in on, on the general field that he's landing in, it is north of his averages. Talking to Chase Kitty, BetMGM tonight. Uh, we were talking earlier about the props with the Nuggets, and it's just you, you get what you ask for almost every single time with that team. I, I cannot wait to bet nothing but props on the Nuggets when we hit the finals. Uh, I'm going to go by the assumption, Chase, that it's going to be Heat Nuggets because I, unlike my crazy colleague next to me, uh, do not <laughs> yeah. think that the Celtics will come back and win even this game, sure. let alone this keeping series. Keeping all the receipts tonight, hey, Chase. Keep all those receipts. <laughs> oh keep my God. All, this guy watches the Vegas. town once, and now he thinks that he's all in on Boston. I. Uh, when Miami is finally in that series, uh, nine days after today, do you, what type of shot do you give them against the Nuggets? I feel like that's actually a, a, a tougher matchup, even though Miami's not as talented. You just get better coaching and you get more consistency and toughness and intensity from Miami than what you'd get from the Celtics, I think, if they were to play the Nuggets. I have been captain Miami these playoffs, especially after the Milwaukee series. I liked, I loved them against the Knicks. I loved them against Boston. I am a lot more bearish on their chances against Denver. I think the coaching advantage that Spolster has will be less pronounced. 
I think there will be a ton of offense. I think it'll be a really fun series to bet overs in, in player props. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think Denver can just go so nuclear offensively that it, at a certain point, I think Miami's going to have trouble keeping up. Um, so I, I, as a guy that has really liked Miami for multiple series prices, when we get to the expected finals that we're all waiting for here, I will like Denver. Let me ask you this. So you, you, you mentioned that you like the overs. But you also, in terms of player props and in terms of the total, but you also don't think Miami can keep up. You don't think that from the perimeter they're going to be able to shoot as well? Do you think that it's Denver's defense that's going to come to play? Or do you think we're going to see some sort of reversion to the mean where Miami starts starts bricking? I don't know if they're going to start bricking. I I am expecting some level of reversion to the mean. The The... The numbers that they are getting from players who are not major pieces. I know there's a whole like disrespect to the undrafted thing now, so I'm trying not to call them undrafted players, but they're they're role players. Like they have a very defined and in Miami it's even kind of interchangeable role that a lot of these guys have. Like their job is to space the floor and hit threes. I do think a team that has uh, that's more athletic, that's better coached, that, that is going to put its players in better schematic advantage positions, uh, is going to be able to run them off, a, off the line a little better. So I do think we're going to see regression in terms of Miami shooting numbers. I think, I mean, we saw in the Lakers series, especially a little bit the Phoenix series too, if you dive to the cup a lot, if, if, you're, if you're attacking the front court defense of what Denver does, you're going to find a lot of success but I think Denver is going to be much more effective shooting shooting from distance, uh, shooting from all different parts of the court, whereas I think Miami is going to have fewer avenues towards successful offense against Denver's defense. I do think there's going to be some shooting regression as well. So I, I think Denver is going to be able to outpace a Miami team that's still going to be able to score in Denver's defense, but maybe can't keep up with how great Denver's offense is. A lot of the times NBA champions are great at something, Denver's offense is great. Jokic's playmaking is great. And so I, I, may, I maybe trust that over the idea of what Miami is. And I've watched every Miami playoff game. You know what? I still kind of don't – I don't know what they are, you know? Either. It's not even that it's bought in. I couldn't describe to you what it is they're good at, what it is they do, other than, like, how mentally tough they are and, like – how how interchangeable a lot of the parts are and that I know Spolster has a coaching advantage. So it's it's it maybe that's where there's a mental disconnect for me in terms of the buy-in thing is I know what it is that Denver does really well. I'm still struggling like a dozen games later to figure out what it is that Miami does really well and I think that puts a ceiling on them when you talk about them as a championship contender. Yeah, if anybody out there that's listening is a big dummy like me and they think <laughs> You know, Boston could still get it done, and then they don't, and we get a finals like we all expect of Miami and Denver. What do you think the best bet is? Because the Heat are only plus 275 right now is the outright winner. Of course, maybe you could wait for them to drop game one and get a better price. But what do you think about Jimmy Butler plus 300 as finals MVP or Bam, who right now is 40-1, to and you figure if Miami wins, he's going to have to hold his own against Jokic, who should have been the MVP of the league. What do you think about that price? Or what do you think the best bet would be, you know, if somebody wanted to get you know, involved right now, but they're late to get into the market and they want to play game by game. Um, do we have series prices yet? For I, uh, We're talking about the finals? Yeah, finals. No, we just right now, we just have futures up. We have Nuggets minus 250, which is insane. Uh, heat plus I would, I would want to 
I would want to bounce off um, a couple of the Denver MVP numbers. Uh, I, I think, I, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I'm wondering, it feels to me like only Jokic and Murray could win that award for Denver. And then I, it would be shocking to me if, if anybody won for Miami besides Butler. I actually think the media narrative with Butler is so strong that there is a hypothetical chance that Butler could win even in a series where Miami loses. I think he is that like respected. And we all know MVPs are narrative awards. So I, I think those are the three kind of guys I would want to look at. And if the market slants too far toward a guy like Jokic, then you think, well, maybe Murray does have an opening because of how great he has been shooting the ball. And if he can sustain that over another four or five or six games in the finals, then I would think there's a real path there. Yeah, um, he's uh, 10 to 1. The only problem is, so I had Jamal Murray for the Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP, man. And he averaged, what, 35, 36 in that series and still couldn't beat out Jokic. So Jokic is probably the way to go, but, man, that price, minus 225. Can't wait to see what those series prices are. Hey, Chase, I heard that you have a uh, Joe Missoula, strong Joe Missoula opinion right now. I'd love to hear what that is. I don't know. I just was told that you have something. It's kind of in line with some of the stuff you uh, you were alluding to here earlier, Nick. Uh, do you, any chance, I know I'm kind of up against it on the clock here. You guys know what Fairmont State is by any chance? No. I mean, at the school, right? Like, Yeah, I, it's a, it's a it, Division II school Virginia? in West Virginia. It's actually okay. where my parents went to school and met. Uh, Joe Missoula was the coach at Fairmont State four years ago. Not 40 years ago, not 14 years ago. Four years ago. When he was a senior in college, you know who he lost to in the Big East tournament? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler's Marquette team. Yep. Okay, And you know why I remember that? Because I was in college at the same time. <laughs> Four <laughs> years ago when he was the coach at Fairmont State, I was in my 20s. He was in his 20s. He Take shots at him all you want, you know? I, and I'm defending him because I'm a West Virginia guy, obviously. Like, I want to be transparent about that. But <laughs> the idea that, like, everything is his fault when Jason Tatum hasn't made a field goal in the entire fourth quarter of the series, the idea that a guy who was, like, a second-tier bench assistant coach last year who just gets thrust into this job and it's all his fault, I just think it's kind of silly. Maybe and it's Chase, way he shouldn't have been point. thrust into this position at all. Maybe he's I agree. not ready for it. No, I, I think that's I think I'm saying that, but like if you were if you were offered a job that maybe you weren't qualified for, how many of us would have the the self control to be like, mm, gee, I don't know. That pay sounds great and what a job what what a what a responsibility, what a career moment for me. Just don't know if I'm ready. That's yeah. what that's what I did when they wanted me to be the main board out for the Milwaukee Admirals. I was like, guys, thanks, but this is just too much responsibility. I've actually missed four breaks smoking cigarettes the last two games. I think we got to go to somebody else. Yeah, it's Lane Kiffin taking the Raiders' job, or it's you know it's some guy that gets he goes out on dates with uh, an Instagram model. It's way out of his league. Like he knows it's probably going to last Nathaniel long. Hackett. But I'm that's not saying no here. It's not going to happen. So of course it's it's on Brad Stevens. It's not on Joe Missoula. Chase, always yeah. good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys.